This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by Abide. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. It helps lower stress and anxiety and helps you to sleep better. Support this show and get a 25% discount on an Abide subscription. Visit abide.co slash table. That's abide.co slash table. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Well, well. Wow, 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 wow. I'm like, should I use the word? Or is it like a question? Well, we trying to stay well. Yeah, hello. Are you well? Are you well? Will thou be well? I mean, Lord, if thou art willing, you will make me well. Is it soul in my body? You know what I'm saying? It's a lot going on. It is good to be back. It's good to be back. For sure, lady. Season four on deck. Truth table. Wow. We out here. For real. No, we out here, but we're not really out here. Yeah. (laughs) We're actually quarantined out here. (laughs) (laughs) We quarantined out here. We're professionals at social distance from our friends because, like, all we ever do is, like, talk virtually. (laughs) Get together and record stuff. Everybody, everybody start a truce table. Exactly. It does your body good. It really does. There you go. There you go. My goodness. So the Rona is clearly on the table. I mean, this was not our plan. This was not our plan. Laughter for sure. The coronavirus has um, quite literally swept the world. Mm. We are in a global pandemic. I mean, we. So I'm giving disclaimers, y'all, because. We actually did recordings, quite a few recordings for season four, and we had a whole different series theme, which will probably still maybe come up. I don't know. We don't know. Shoot. Everything is subject to change. <laughs> Everything is subject to change. But we knew we had to re- we had to record um, something about uh, the Rona in light of everything that's going on now, um, because it would have been very odd to begin our season with what we had intended and planned. And mm-hmm. so if this season of truce table is, um, how can I say a bit off or disjointed or maybe inconsistent, um, give us grace because of what's happening, um, around the world with the COVID-19 and mm-hmm. the coronavirus or also known as coronavirus, also known as the Rona or whatever <laughs> else you all want to call it. So mm-hmm. these things are subject mm-hmm. to change. We're going to try our best, you know, to record, um, as as much as possible, but there might be times where we won't be able to release the episode, and we just want you guys, you know, to know that um, on the front end. So, yeah, y'all, I just I don't even know how to start. I just know I feel like y'all 
can like lead us on just what has been happening. <laughs> I ju- I just came back into the country, y'all, two days ago. Two right. days ago. Welcome, welcome to America. So, yes, yes. We, we welcome you. <laughs> she like I should have stayed. <laughs> I'm. I'm telling you. Why do that? Mm. Mm-hmm. But I think okay. even that even that disclaimer that you just gave E about yeah. how things will change for yes podcast likely. Well, I mean things are changing for all kinds of people. So yes, um, yes, you yes. know, lots yeah. of K through twelve public education is shut down. Uh, yeah. Private education. So you know that that's a a really concrete change for many people who might even be listening to this, um, school teachers, uh, parents, you know, that their day to day has been completely shifted. Um, and so, yeah, in really, really difficult ways. Um, I mean, I think there's opportunities in there. There's, there's, there's grace in there, but we can't deny like these changes really impact people from day to day. And so I think if I look back over maybe about a month ago, I did not anticipate us being at this moment for sure. Mm. Um, I, I, I was trying to keep my eye on what we saw happening outside of the United States. And I had, um, unfortunately, a pretty kind of narcissistic kind of American centeredness um, that it seemed very distant, although really sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but now it's in our face. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're like, oh, this, this really is terrible. I mean, it was terrible a month ago. I mean, it was terrible. It's been terrible right. in other parts of the That's world right. for some time, right. but it has knocked mm-hmm. on our door. And I think who we see ourselves as as Americans, even those of us who are a part of kind of subpopulation groups in America, who we still see ourselves as, it's a bit shocking. Um, at least from my vantage point, how unprepared we are. So that's my reflections. How about you, Em? What 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 you thinking about what you've been thinking maybe a month ago and now? Oh wow. How was it then? How is it now? I think the sheer difference between the big um I think the big threes that a lot of people struggle with, which is uh trepidation, fear, rage. That's you know, my favorite thing. And, um, and being, being lonely, um, being shamed in our emotions. And I, I think though the difference between those a month ago, I was kind of low on the, oh, I'm not scared about this. I'm reaching out and encouraging my Asian friends. I think that there was, there's a lot of prejudice and bias in my actions. Um, and I see described this as that kind of like Americanism. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's real for me because Mm. now I have, um, I have a rage that Mm -hmm. I fully believe I owe it to our brothers and sisters and to the Lord to confess that I lacked the proper, I lacked the rage that I should have had a month ago. I I lacked the righteous rage I should have Mm. had a month ago. And now I'm, I'm experiencing a bitter rage. Um, mm-hmm. that were I processing prayer habits, um, doing the right kind of study and research and care 30 days plus ago, I would, I would remain in more of this space of righteous rage and which, which would have freed me from the shame that I bear mm-hmm. as a minority, yeah, okay. as a person mm-hmm. descended from oppressed people. I feel a deep sense of shame for how deeply American 
my response has been because America hates me and I'm experiencing that shame. uh, And even the way that I minister to people now telling them, if you didn't trust this administration or as he calls them, the, this regime, when they mm-hmm. took power, why do you believe these fools now? Mm-hmm. Why would I trust ever that I'm going to get $1,000 and $500 per child? I, I, I refuse to be encouraged by money. And so in some ways, despite the fact that I have more of a fear for my children, my own safety, um, my parents count as the at-risk population, I have an autoimmune issue, so that mm-hmm. puts me in the at-risk population, right, right. Um, more than my, my sadness and my shame around experiencing the wrong kind of rage, I am now moved through what I hope is the spirits pushing me to confess that I was wrong to not be more active a while ago, but to say, I feel like the spirit is telling a lot of us, welcome. And now you can, you can still do something, even though you can't reach out and touch your neighbor. You can now grasp the truth and not be fooled or excited by the prospect of financial support. Maybe it will come. And if it does, that's great. But if it doesn't, if there's paperwork to be done, if there's immigration status issues, you know where your help truly comes from. You know mm. where your security really lies. And beyond realizing that 80% of my meetings could have been emails, <laughs> I'm also realizing <laughs> I'm also realizing okay. that my children's chaos is is precious. I'm realizing that mm-hmm. my every breath is precious. I'm realizing that uh, the people that I long for and miss, I, I may have taken them for granted when they were so consistently present. And mm. I'm, I'm realizing um, that being so deeply extroverted um, is still, it's still possible for the Lord to meet me in my sadness um, with mm. divine calm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. What about you, E? Oh, goodness. I think um, all of this is so disorienting uh, mm-hmm. for me, like on so many different levels. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I followed the news pretty closely, but I had heard about the coronavirus, didn't know much about it initially, but I did know that it was um, deeply impacting the people of Wuhan um, and China. And I think, of course, like, like, like what you all said, uh, our own Western rugged individualism and Americanism, which is kind of like, well, it's over there not here, you know, which is sinful and selfish and wrong, which is obviously a sin that we're confessing now and having to repent of. Um, and just thinking, and just thinking, you know, it will be contained, you know, at some point, you know, I, I guess, you know, just cause we've seen, we've seen Ebola, we've seen SARS, we've seen, you know, all of these other, um, you know, either diseases or viruses, you know, um, come and um people did die um but eventually was contained and so I just kind of thought maybe perhaps this is you know in that same category and so um and it was starting to make its way you know here in the U.S. particularly Washington California was kind of the places that was were initially adversely um hit there were maybe about 13 deaths i think i had left i left for nigeria on march 5th and at that point i think there were about 13 deaths maybe no more than 20 25 um 
And uh, and so it was very sad, of course, but it was not quite alarming, you know, yet to that, you know, to that point, because everybody kept on saying, well, flu, hundreds of thousands of people die of the flu, and, you know, things like that. But um, this one, it did seem different, but I was like, well, I'm leaving, you know, and I didn't really think the situation would change significantly. Um, but once I was gone, went to Nigeria, Nigeria had uh, two cases of, you know, coronavirus there. And so it seemed like I would be much safer there in Nigeria than I am, you know, than I would be here in America. So went ahead and went and um, had a, a good trip to Nigeria, saw a lot of family. And right when we arrived in Nigeria, they were spraying our hands. Everybody at, um, at the airport in Lagos had to get their hands sprayed with um, hand sanitizer. They were not playing. And so, um, so we did that right before we went through um, customs and everything and got our bags and all those things, and they emphasize the need for hand washing, and all of those things. Um, and but beyond that, the news was reporting about it out there, um, and they were still keeping a close eye on the Italian, the Italian citizen that um, flew into Lagos that was infected. Um, and they said that that man recovered, and then there was one other person that had interaction with him who also had the virus, and and so, but they have it, they had it contained was was the report. And so we weren't too concerned about it. So honestly, I was in a coronavirus free bubble, to be quite honest, for two weeks, you know. Um, And I just was, I was shocked by how things had changed. And the way that I knew things changed was, um, because I think I was talking to y'all, or, or some, I was reaching to you, um, reaching out to you guys about some, some projects we were working on and, and asking about for a status update. And you guys were like, oh, you guys, you're like, oh, no, no, no. I know what it was. It was, we were supposed to do um, Calvin's Faith for Festival and writing conference next month in April. And we received an email, cancellation email. And because of the coronavirus, and we, I think all three of us kind of thought like, what? It seemed premature, uh, well, at least to me anyway. And, um, and that was the day I was supposed to fly out to Nigeria. So I flew out. I was like, okay, well, that gig's gone. That kind of sucks. I was depending on that money. That's fine. <laughs> you know? right. um, and then one by one, all these gigs started going. I was like, what is happening? Ministry um, opportunities. Ministry opportunities. <laughs> all these ministry opportunities, exactly, that pay bills. And I was like, wait a minute, hold up. What is going on? You know, um, and then just seeing the news that the NBA shut down, then I was like, oh, snaps, this is uh, real. Real snaps. I was like, that's when I was like, oh, snaps. America is about its money, yo. Like, they not shutting down. <laughs> they def and they about their sports because sports is an idol here. And I was like, what? I was like, that's when I knew it was real. Um, and then just even like, and how it was impacting everyday life. So like when I was asking for updates on projects that we were working on and and y'all were saying, well, because of coronavirus. I was like, coronavirus? What does that have to do with this project? And y'all were just telling me how it was like impacting every like, little crevice of life i was like what is happening because it was it was the ethos and like the vibe is completely different in nigeria like um i mean they're vigilant but nobody's talking about coronavirus like that like that you know um so i was like whoa something categorically different is happening in america than what's happening here in nigeria and so i was um so i'm i i'm just now coming back uh i've only been here for two days um, and now Nigeria banned the U.S. from coming into the, to Nigeria just yesterday. And so um, so I'm disoriented. I am also recovering from, uh, I guess, a flu or some sort of, I think, exposure from the sun and sand and things like that. 
from dust and things. But um, so I, I'm disoriented. I'm discombobulated in a lot of different ways because it's a ghost town um, here. Dulles was like completely empty. If anybody travels and knows that Dulles is a huge airport, huge international hub, it is crazy wow. to not see people on the escalators and on the trams. That is bizarre. Um, then just talk about how disorienting it is to come from a majority African country and then coming back to just, oh, you know, a not majority African country, you know, and then, you know, going from one place to where, you know, where nobody was wearing masks. Now everybody here is wearing masks and you just see, you know, it's grocery stores empty and it's, it's just all very disorienting. Um, and then having to self quarantine and, I don't know. And maybe later on we'll talk about what the process was of about even coming back in. But I just thought, it, I don't know. I'm just all still trying to like process the fact that I'm even back. Um, and that, and like, I don't know, I guess wrap my mind around this new normal of just limbo. It just feels like everything is hanging in the balance. Like just, I mean, I have invitations to weddings that I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't think this is going to happen you know, anymore. There's just so much stuff that's weighing in the balance. It just feels very weird and, and odd. And so, uh, and I think I'm sure everybody else feels that way too. Um, but I'm also jet lagged and sick. It's just all weird. And so, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't feel like I'm very articulate right now, but I'm just really legitimately confused about what's going on, yeah. you know? Um, well, and you know, and there would be some people, oh, I want to sure. throw this out yeah. to y'all. There would be some people who would say that that confusion is uh, like intentional. Like there's a like, mm-hmm. propaganda and misinformation and overhyping. And yes. Um, and I've seen people kind of perpetuate that narrative in different ways. Some people kind of held on to that and then they waited, for example, to maybe get supplies that they needed or, or whatever. Um, and then ended up getting really anxious and kind of then being a part of the, the hoarding crew. Um but I, I am curious about what you both think about about this real sentiment saying that it's hype. This we don't we don't really actually have a problem. It's it's not a big deal. It's it's just like the flu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I'm like, no. I know. <laughs> Your answer, no. What do I no. think about it? <laughs> I think a no, lot of I it think that's the- foolishness. But yes, go ahead, Michelle. Well, I mean, I think there is a temptation to to lean into this idea that it's hype. And, and I think we even have uh, some pieces, some areas of the faith community that um, that are kind of practicing that a little bit. I mean, for, for one thing, everybody who uh, was it a month ago, maybe over more than a month, maybe I'm not sure, but everyone who supported um, the current White House administration was saying this is um, a hoax. This is all exaggerated. Everyone just do mm-hmm. what you want. And even then, many of us were thinking, no, it's definitely not a hoax. People are losing health and lives and families are having to isolate. And so we knew even in our uh, self-centered Americanism, we still knew and we saw that this was serious for friends around the world. So I've never had a problem with saying that um, Reverend Tracy Blackman posted this this morning, but I've never had a problem with saying that science and the spirit are not enemies. I mean, yeah. it's just, 
this is it's a, it's weird to me that folks would would lean that way ever at all. Um, and I think that in fact it is a faith response to yeah to be more yeah. vigilant and to say um, faith would have us um, look at and honor medical fact. Yes, yes. I mean, I I think I had tweeted something about how um you know faith and and wisdom are not in competition with each other. They're not. You know, um, uh, and that it's our faith, you know, that actually informs our wisdom. It's 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 our faith that actually actually causes us to to adore wisdom, to love wisdom, to hold on to her, to cling to her. Um, at these times, I mean, we can we can be faithful and wise at the same time, saints. Yeah, that means not gathering together, you know, for church. That means gathering via Zoom via phone calls, via, there's so many ways for us to connect in different ways and still be remain, remain faithful, you know, to the Lord, to faithful, to gather together in different ways, you know? Um, and I just, I just think that in times like this, people are trying to get some semblance of control, you know, and legalism, you know, um, is all rooted in, in fear and in control, trying to control what you can't control instead of leaning into grace. Um, and so I think, a lot of what we hear when people are trying to or saying like, oh, it's not a big deal or, or or people are putting dubs on this or whatever, you know, a lot of people will pull into some sort of some form of legalism, you know. Um, but but I think right now we have to be like the sons of Ishakar and be able to recognize the times that we're in um, and seek God for wisdom on what we ought to do, um, because these are some very um, perilous times uh, that we're in. And this is not the time to 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 cast off um, restraint, you know, um, and and not heed wise warnings from the CDC, World Health Organization, you know, um, um, and just and just you know, uh, and learn from other countries that are um, that are obviously in the same boat. And so, right now, y'all, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Um, and we're going to come back and just talk more uh, about how we are, what we're, how we are going to um, thrive and endure uh, through this coronavirus pandemic. We'll be right back after this break. Do you deal with stress and anxiety throughout your day? Do you find yourself on your phone constantly, or maybe you can't fall asleep? Stop checking social media and open up the Abide app to ease your mind. Listen to bedtime stories and doze off peacefully as you meditate on God's word. Experience Abide's daily meditation and join Abide users who report less stress and better sleep. For a limited time, Truth Tables listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription. Just visit abide.co slash table. Abide's meditations start at two minutes, and their topics include overcoming anxiety, managing stress, addiction, and recovery, and more. An added bonus for my mamas and aunties at the table is that Abide's bedtime stories are great for kids and adults. So get started now with 25% off the premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co table. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. 
support our show and get 25% off by going to abide.co slash table. That's A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash table and download the Abide app to get your 25% off a premium subscription. Listen, if the first thing you do when you wake up is look at your phone like me, then let's try this. Instead of checking social media, open the Abide app and start your day in the spirit with the word. And we're back. Uh, So y'all, I'm curious about Okay, so this 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 situation is serious. It it really is serious. I don't think we have to. I mean, as of today, there are over ten thousand cases of coronavirus in the U.S. Now we know that the testing is not um, plentiful. There have not been um, a lot of us have not been tested. I don't think I have not been tested. Have you all been tested? No. Oh okay. no. Okay, you guys have not been tested. Um, and I'm happy to talk about what the process was for me to come back into this country. Um, but I, I'm curious, maybe I should talk about that. And then maybe you all can talk about how are you deriving hope? I mean, is there, you know, what are you clinging to? What's helping you um, to to orient, reorient your gaze, you know, through this time? There's, I mean, we can always, our people can always pull out laughter out of anything, you know, um, <laughs> right? I mean. And praise the Lord for it. But in this case, I've been, I feel like I've been out of loop for a while. So I've just been like, whoa, I've just been hit with such a, the, this, this, the gravity of it so much that I haven't even really seen yeah. much of the levity. Because I think it's just getting more and more serious, I think, mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, um, suffering for sure. Mm-hmm. But right, it just seems that way. But, um, but why don't I talk briefly about what it was for me to come back into this yeah. country? Because my assumption was when I came back, I thought, okay, okay, so while we were in Nigeria, you know, I was in a corona-free bubble. Christina had teased me about putting up a glamour shot. She said, well, <laughs> would you say, Christina? I was laughing so like, hard. I'm taking I didn't... glamour shots while you're talking about coronavirus. He can handle it. <laughs> I was like, like out here breaking the internet. That ain't oh right. Oh, my gosh. I was legitimately Look, like. You got folks fighting over toilet paper in Target, and she over there taking glamour shots. <laughs> she said, know your level. Know your level and level up. Level up. <laughs> we was like, was none the, of us can know. I no, was legitimately on my. Like, I did not know. I Wakanda has shut its gates. Like the borders are closed. <laughs> like we can't was, level up. Wakanda is quarantined. It's quarantined. You know right They're like, oh, oh, you scaring us, colonizers. So all y'all. Oh can my die. goodness, it was cr- y'all. I'm, I'm telling you, parallel universe. Like it was just like completely different world, y'all. We were like, I was literally on my way to a party. Like, oh. I anyway, but um, so I was there there in Nigeria, my coronavirus free bubble for like those two weeks, you know, because I knew I was coming back at some point, and y'all was briefing me. I was like, oh my goodness, I was I was scared to come back. Um, and then Trump put down um an additional travel ban, um from Europe into America. So initially, my flight went from. Um, we flew out of Dulles into Amsterdam, Amsterdam into Lagos for the first flight that was like on the fifth or the sixth. Um, and then we were supposed to actually fly back 
through Amsterdam and we were like, oh, snaps, we can't fly through Amsterdam because we probably will have a hard time getting back into the country if we do that. Um, And so we um, contacted our trip coordinator, contracted our travel agent to see if they could, if the travel agent could reroute our flight from Amsterdam to Atlanta. So go straight from Lagos to Atlanta. We got that. Praise the Lord. Literally at the last minute, y'all, that came through the day before we were supposed to leave. Um, and so that way we didn't have to worry too much. And so, um, my assumption was that when we come into Atlanta, we will be tested for the coronavirus. So we go, right. you know, go for, right. That's, I mean, that to me is common sense. Um, we go through customs, we, you know, passport, you know, doing all the things you need to do. Um, they ask us, I think, let me see. Oh, they ask us some questions. Why'd you go to Nigeria? Um, you know, things like something, something like that. I can't even remember. Oh, we, actually, they were asking about more so when did you travel? They were more concerned about whether we were in the flying the window before he started the ban or after the ban or something like that. So I answered those questions and then they had CDC um, representatives there. There was another level of screening where you had to go meet with them and they took your temperature and that's all they took. They just took your temperature. Um, and my temperature at that point was 97 point three, something like that. And so I didn't have a temperature, even though I was, I was, um, actually feeling sick actually, um, before I even got there. Um, and so I, I got that, but I didn't have a temperature. And so they gave me a little care package saying you need to self quarantine for 14 days, sign here. And that was it y'all. There was no test. I really thought I was going to be tested. What was your care package? Um, it was. I have to. I uh, have to. Um, I would have to disconnect from my mic. But they give you a little package, a, like a little photocopy package of maybe, maybe about five to ten pages of just kind of like information on the corona, what to do on self quarantine and things like that. It was literally like a black and white Xerox copy. Oh, okay. So yeah, like, kind of like that. It's not like your. It's not like some uh, ginger ale and tissue. No, 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 no. Just a paper package. Oh, yeah, paper package. Just a uh, no, like a legit. I like thought just, it was a true Atlanta. No, 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 I like, no. I mean, hello. Come on, Canada no. dry gold. You know, none of that. None of that. <laughs> yeah, just a straight up paper packet, y'all. And I was like, really? We're not gonna be tested? For-? I was like, y'all don't even have testing kits at this. At, at at um customs right come on this is wild to me i was like this is not good so yeah so that that's that was a process for me um mm. getting back in uh was yeah i just didn't have i guess the fevers and stuff but y'all know people are asymptomatic so i mean idris elba is asymptomatic and has corona so i anyway Ooh, stretch out that, your hands, Lord. Yeah, so that was that was the process. I don't know. I hope we get more tests. That way people can know their status and, you know, know what to do. So, yeah. It's it's such an interesting, um, I mean, it's, it's disheartening. It's, it's scary. It's all kinds of feelings. But it's also just when you think about what it means to have um, someone has coronavirus and let's say they are truly asymptomatic. There's this unique burden that each person has to their neighbor because um, even for those who feel like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get over it. I've had the flu. I can, you know, it's not a big deal to me. The way that is the way that it functions and how we're so interconnected that you just can't do that because even because if you're carrying it and you're just fine, you still can give it to someone else, and you don't know how that is going to impact their life. Um, yeah. So I think it's forcing people, and I hope people 
hold, have this actual burden, because this would be a good thing instead of just resisting it, to have to think about it's not just me and mine. It's about um, how I need to be a good steward of my own body and my space for the good of my neighbor. Um, Mm -hmm, because eventually it can go full circle, you know, so you may not, you may not care about your neighbor, but in not caring about your neighbor, you are putting your children and your parents (laughs) at risk. So even if it's kind of selfish and, but it's my right to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Okay. That philosophy can lead to destruction. Um, and the thing about the coronavirus, I mean, even though there's this, this, you know, this mythology that, you know, black folk can't get coronavirus, we know that ain't true. Um, That's not true, I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much money you don't have, um, what your background is, who lives mm-hmm. in your house, live in your house. We are all human beings that could mm-hmm. come ill, right, or pass mm-hmm. it on to our loved one or someone else's loved one. So I think, you know, I would say as polarized as we are as a country, the pandemic has the potential, and we'll see what the Lord will do through it. I mean, it has the potential to push people through just their human desire to live, um, to break down some of the polarization. Because you have mm. to depend on other people. You don't yeah. have a choice. You can go hard as much as you want and think, you know, I do everything myself and I take care of my own. Okay. You have to, <laughs> you have to be responsible to some degree for your neighbor and you better hope they're responsible for you in some way. Amen. 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 That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it's the, you know, this have to also is a need. I mean, we, we need to look out for each other. I just, I bought a piece of art um, over the New Year's, Christmas and New Year's break that said, only everyone can save us now. And that's so true. Um, And that, that rings so deeply for me, especially when I hear lots of, you know, mostly verbal processing, text rants, just talking about how separated everyone feels, how isolated. Um, and then I, we also all have friends in our lives that are experiencing grief or real distance from loved ones, from family members, um, medical professionals who are choosing to sleep in their garages because they have a newborn or they're caring mm, for the elderly yeah. in their homes. Yeah. And so their spouse yeah. and other family are taking care of home, but doctors and nurses well, you know, they're not even going to go into their homes after work so that they can continue to go and care for other people who are um, basically strangers, except that, is it true that we are not strangers anymore? It might, might it just be possible, especially for people who believe in the triune God to recognize all of God's children as really our siblings too. And I think that that's the, that's the question. And it's not a question of shaming. It's not a question of trying to lay on guilt. It's, a, it's an honest question. It's a sincere question for the household of faith to say, um, if, if you really believe in that dance of the Trinity where the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Creator, mm-hmm. the Redeemer, mm-hmm. and the Comforter, really commune with each other and they're trying to teach us how to live the same way, then how can we continue to worship God whom we have not seen um, when we have no love for fellowship, for survival um, with our global community that we know we can see. And so mm. to, to not over-spiritualize is a little bit to me as a Christian to flatten it. 
because mm. everything has spiritual impact. Sure. And this, this is one of those times where we can question ourselves and respond with, I might not have to lose everything in order to make sure that my neighbor doesn't lose anything. Mm. Hooey. That's good. I think um, I'm, I'm, you know, I think what this, um, at this whole Corona pandemic is um, at least teaching me is just that we really are not in control of anything. And I know it's trite. I know it's, <laughs> it's it might be a cliche, but like literally like everything is shut down. Everyone is locked down except for non-essential you know, workers. I mean, like just even just watching the news today, the governor is saying, don't take Metro, don't take Amtrak, don't like you're in violation. Like this is like, wow, like this is real. Like everybody has got to hunker down. Like it's just like none of, we can't do anything right beyond, the, you know, beyond little emails and, you know, the things that we're doing, there's nothing we can do life as we know it, as we have known it. Um, is paused or stopped or changed, you know, um, for the foreseeable future. Um, and we don't know how long this will be like this. And, um, it's just like, wow, like we are just like, I don't know. It's just a trip to me. It's just such a trip. And I know God is still, God is on the throne. Um, uh, but it's just, it's wild. It's wild what is going on. Um, and I think this is a time even now, like, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard that, but there's locust swarms, that are impacting um, oh, East yeah. Africa, mm-hmm. South Asia, um, particularly Pakistan. Like they're, they're I mean, they're in the Middle East. I mean, I, this is serious stuff happening. Um, like biblical proportion type stuff that's um, popping off. And I think this is a time for us as saints um, and uh, as the church, of course, the Lord is using this to purify the church for sure. Um, but this is the time for us to, um, be faithful, you know, um, and, and, and endure, you know, and, and really know what it means to, um, to, to really know what it means, what long suffering means, you know? Um, and so I, I think I'm, I'm just really just trying to pray really for the world at large, um, at the moment, uh, because it's also overwhelming. Everything else I was praying for doesn't seem to really matter anymore to me. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but now I'm just praying for the Lord to, to just bring healing and restoration wow, wow. and revival. Wow. Wow. But you can, that's what, even hearing you say that though, Eagle, mm. about, um, cause you don't have, you know, I, I'm not all in your prayer life, but yeah, the, the things that I, uh, that we all connect together and live right. with God on each right. other. Have, these aren't trite things. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. but there is something about, how these types of moments can sober us to the greater thing. Um, not that there aren't good things and important things, but moments like this, um, they they really cause you to lift your eyes up to something else. Yes. Um, and I and I pray that that is this what happens for not just individual believers, but the church mm. um, globally and even more specifically, church in the United States. That um, this experience of you know. People who take for granted maybe coming together in the assembly every Sunday. What yeah. is it now? Yeah, that that's not the case. Um, 
I mean, th- things that people just, you know, you, we just really take for granted this idea. Yeah. That, yes. You know, when I, I, you know, I, I ain't feel like going to church or I, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. And you might have legitimate reasons to run from the people in your church. I mean, people yep. are a lot. Yep. People are yeah. um, Sure. Sure. But, but there is something about this moment, you know, I'm looking forward to the day that I can come back into uh, sun- Sunday worship service, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and, and, and I, you know, and looking and, and I pray that in the future that I can look back on this moment and see how the hand of God was at work, reorchestrating my prayers. Um, that yes. is something to look forward to, like that kind of Mm-hmm. God being at work in directing mm. our hearts um, and directing mm. our longing. Do you, is there, is there something, is there a word about how to hold on to love and truth or what does, what does love and truth look like in, as we kind of come to our end um, in this season of coronavirus and season of this pandemic, what, what does love and truth look like? Yeah. Well, I think love and truth in this point looks like restraint self-restraint I think um if that means um not and in some ways not contributing to the panic um um that's going on and even some of the sensationalism I mean this is really this is very serious um no doubt about it but I think that there's ways that um we can exacerbate it um by um things that we put out on social media uh, by what we even entertain, you know, and, and just, um, are we, are we, um, are we receiving fake news misinformation? And then are we disseminating that same fake news and misinformation to other people, you know, um, and things that are not rooted in, in what's true or fact or reality. I think that's, um, I think the loving thing is to make sure that we're we're speaking about what's factual and what's true. And even if it is true, is it going to be helpful, you know, to the, to to my neighbor, to my family member to learn more about who, you know, um you know, uh, to learn more about what you know, whatever is going on with the regression of the progress. I think sometimes it's just having um being able to be prayerful about what you should share and what you don't share um and just lifting up other people. I think that's what um, love looks like love and truth looks like uh, at least right now in this moment um how about you any other thoughts from y'all you know i think um that, that's a real challenge to me i think what i what i will will do more of um is spend more time asking the lord to show me what the, what it looks like in this season right mm-hmm. yes what does what does practical love look like what is what does truth telling look like um, mm. in this season? How to build up? How to tell the truth? Because um, I think there is no healing apart from truth telling. Um, <laughs> um, but also how to love people and to serve them in real tangible, practical ways. Um, so I think that's a prayer that maybe we, as well as our listeners, can engage in during this season. Of Lord, what would you have us to do? What would you have us to say? How would you have us to live? How would you have us? Yeah. To say? at this time at this moment um and certainly we'll be praying for um you know all those impacted by the global pandemic and you know and our listeners as well we are praying for you we're praying that god's hand of protection would be around you yes um, that your family and your household would be blessed that your health would be upheld and that even in the trial of sickness um that sicknesses that you may currently have or ones to come that um all of those things would be working for your eternal good 
um, and that you would get glimmers of eternal hope even now um, as as you pursue those things um, in redemptive ways to the glory of God, which is the heavy burden of Amen. it. That's a heavy burden. Heavy burden. <laughs> Times are hard to engage it redemptively to the glory of God. So praying for the faith and the love to do that. Um, And we're praying for our listeners as well. Yes, yes. This is the time of confession, you know, um, repentance, you know, um, clinging to the gospel. This is the time, y'all. Well, I just want to, of course, thank you all for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Of course, you can keep the conversation going. Please use the hashtag Truth Table, of course. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Truth Table or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account now, so you can send your love offerings to www.patreon.com slash truthstable, or you can bless us at PayPal, which is www.paypal.me slash truthstable. Truth Table is made possible in part by Pottery studios visit podesteri.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment our producer for the show is joshua heath our executive producer is bo york and we have been your hosts akemini michelle and christina we'll see you soon on the next truth table bye y'all